أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما نافعا بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته Welcome to the fourth episode in the Reflections on the Risale-i Nur by Bediüzzaman Said Nursi podcast series. The first one of our podcasts was what on the subject of what is the Risale-i Nur. The second one was who is Bediüzzaman Said Nursi. The third one was why read the Risale-i Nur. And inshallah, this fourth one will be how to read with this subject we are going to cover the introductory part of this series and inshallah from here on this episode maybe one or two episodes I'm not sure about that yet but from here on inshallah we are going to focus on reading the Risale-i Nur side by side in Turkish and in English and then uh, trying to understand it Okay, Bismillah. How to read the Risale-i Nur? Ustad Nursi is reported to have said, The teacher of the Risale-i Nur is the Risale-i Nur. Let me repeat this. The teacher of the Risale-i Nur is the Risale-i Nur. The Risale-i Nur does not necessitate being taught by others. Everybody can benefit from it on their own in accordance with their preparedness. Even if your intellect does not understand each and every matter completely, your spirit, your heart and conscience will receive their shares. Regardless of how much you benefit from it, there is a great gain. So this is narrated from Bedr Zaman Said Nursi. Uh, at the end of the first book of the Risale-i Nur, uh, Sözler, the words, in, a, in the text of a uh, conference given by one of his students. And then later on, uh, Ustad Nursi saw uh, the, the text of this conference and he approved it. So it is both narrated from him and it is approved by him. The teacher of the Risale-i Nur is the Risale-i Nur. When people from different parts of Turkey came to Ustad Nursi and asked him to teach them, he would tell them not to come to him, but to read the Risale-i Nur. Thus, everybody can read the Risale-i Nur on their own and benefit from it. One does not need permission from a teacher who had already studied the Risale in or with another teacher. Nevertheless, we can think of some guidelines to follow in order to maximize our ability to benefit from the Risale in or. Actually, to go back to the previous um, notion, everybody can read the Risale in or on their own. There are many uh, works of Islamic scholarship and the usual, the customary, the um, 
approved practice is that you study any of these texts with a teacher who had previously studied it with another teacher who had studied with another teacher who had studied with another teacher all the way down to the uh, author and inshallah since this is knowledge that is inspired by narrated from uh, built on the knowledge that we have all acquired from the Prophet وسلم, the idea is that ultimately all of this knowledge goes to the Prophet وسلم, with an unbroken chain of uh, transmission in the case of the Risale Inur and this is not the only book that is um, given permission by its author to be read in general in the case of the Risale Inur the author has offered a general permission for anybody who is going to follow uh, proper etiquette to read the Risale Inur to read his book on their own and as a, again this is not revolutionary there are other examples of this like the Matnavi uh, of Mevlana Jalaluddin Rumi you can read it um, in the case of the Ihya uh, of Imam Ghazali there are chains of transmission that go to uh, Imam Ghazali but the, there are many scholars and teachers and uh, you know, sure matters uh, that who are going to give you permission to read the Ihya on, on your own. So in the case of the Risale Inur, the author gives us permission to read it on our own. And one of the um, implications of this, one of the things that we can deduce from this is that the Risale Inur is a pedagogically uh, designed book it is not going to harm its reader it is not going to lead its reader to confusion it is not going to bring ideas that might actually be dangerous to play with on your own it's not going to expose you to that it is a safe and sound uh, book as we have mentioned in in uh, you know in the previous podcasts okay let me read this again and then we will continue inshallah thus everybody can read the risale nur on their own and benefit from it one does not need permission from a teacher who had already studied the risale nur with another teacher nevertheless we can think of some guidelines to follow in order to maximize our ability to benefit from the Risale Inur. And these guidelines are mostly deduced from the practice of the students of Retitusama Said Norsi and the Risale Inur itself. Okay, the first guideline and probably the most important guideline too, intention. As, ex as explained in the section titled Why Read the Risale Inur? For the gates of benefit to open, one needs to read the Risale Inur with the intention to benefit from it. The measure of this benefit is attaining certainty in faith, increasing in it, and drawing closer to God. In 
the previous episode we had mentioned like you can read any book including the Risale Minor with many different intentions you may read to analyze its language you may read to compare it with other books and come up with a scholarly analysis and so on and so forth if one wants to benefit from the Risale Minor the way it is meant to be benefited from one needs to read it with the intention to benefit and the measure of this benefit is attaining certainty in faith, increasing in it, and drawing closer to God. Second guideline, ikhlas. This key term in religion can be translated as sincerity in purpose or purity of intention. It is one of the most central character traits that Ustad Nursi taught to his students and the Risale-i Nur ingrains this in its readers. Badu Zaman Said Nursi has two treatises on the subject of Ikhlas. One of uh, Ustad Nursi's students, one of the most prominent students, um, Ustad Nursi actually called him his first student too, Khulusi uh, Abi is said to have read these two treatises, the Ikhlas treatises, Ikhlas Risalasi, uh, over a thousand times. Ustad uh, Nursi requires that his students should read at least one of those two treatises every other week, at least every other week. So this is a very, very important concept. You know, in the practice of the Risale Inur and in general in, in religion too. It means fulfilling God's commands and abstaining from what he has forbidden solely for his sake, for God's sake, and intending nothing but his pleasure, his rida, in one's deeds, in one's actions. It is a powerful secret for success in all affairs and this applies to achieving what one expects from reading the Risale in order to. So, what is the state that we should be in while reading the Risale in order, in order to benefit from it? Well, we should do this solely for God's sake and intend nothing but His pleasure in doing so in reading the Risale Inur. Third guideline, respect. If the teacher of the Risale Inur is the Risale Inur, then the reader needs to approach it, need the, the one who reads the Risale Inur needs to approach it with a level of respect that behooves showing one's teacher. Right? The teacher is Risale Inur, you need to respect the teacher. Otherwise, you cannot benefit from your teacher. And this is true for in all circumstances, not only you know, religious uh, studies. All circumstances, all studies, you have to respect your teacher. And the teacher of the Risale Inur is the Risale Inur. An important aspect of this con condition is to avoid reading the Risale Inur with a contra contrarian approach. Some people will do this with anything that they face in their lives. Right? Come to a subject with a contrarian approach 
you will not understand it. You will not benefit from it. Come to it with a positive approach. First understand and then if there is something to be challenged, if there is something to be revised, think about it. Right? But do not come to it with a contrarian approach. One who constantly challenges his teacher out of contrariness cannot acquire the complete knowledge that his teacher has to offer. The Risale Nur is the work of Bedi Usaman Said Nursi. Bedi Usaman Said Nursi's knowledge and sincerity were tested and found to be impeccable time and again. Moreover, millions of people have learned from the Risale Nur and saved their faith by reading it. Therefore, perhaps an advanced scholar may take a look at the Risale Nur to evaluate its scholarly worth and rank among other textual treasures of the Islamic tradition. <clears throat> but the one who comes to it to learn from it needs to read it with a pure heart and the intention to absorb the knowledge that it has to offer. This does not mean that one should accept everything in the Risale nor simply on the authority of its author. We said earlier on, that this is not what the Risale Inur demands. This is not the method of the Risale Inur. Right? We do not accept everything in the Risale Inur simply on the authority of its author. To the contrary, one should use sound judgment while reading the Risale Inur and learn from it with conviction. This is what it is meant to be. Conviction. It's going to offer you evidence not only describe something, not only appeal to your emotions, it's going to appeal to your intellect and heart and conscience altogether. However, one should not read it to disprove it. This is different, right? Read it to understand it. Read it to be with the expectation to be convinced about the arguments that it offers. But approach it with an open mind. Do not read it to disprove it. Because one's ego is powerful and uh, has lots of tricks. Satan and the ego together have lots of tricks. They can trick the intellect into corners, into mazes, where the intellect will not be able to come out unless the intellect is pure and one of the conditions to keep the intellect pure is that you do not approach the subject that you are studying in order to disprove it you approach it with an open mind okay next guideline and this is going to be in two sections sections actually we are going to have the same title twice patience and perseverance one the Quran exposes its reader to reality as reality is, and the Risale Nur guides its readers to attaining a Quranic vision of reality. Reality is simple but tremendous, reaching from the microcosm to the macrocosm, from this world to the hereafter, and ultimately exposing one to God's to God through his acts in creation as well as his names and attributes.
So reality is tremendous. And in reading the Rasayla, you know, with the insight that it receives from the Quran, we are being exposed to reality. This tremendous reality is not to be comprehended through shortcuts unless God opens his gates of knowledge to a, to a person as a special blessing. Therefore, and, and a special blessing is as it is named, it's special. It is uh, everybody can potentially receive it, but in reality, only few will receive it, right? The Risale Inur is meant to teach everybody. So the benefit that one can receive from the Risale Inur is not a special, is not a limited, restricted blessing. Anybody who exposes himself to it with the right intention, right state of mind, he is going to benefit something. And that something, regardless of how big it is, is going to be great because it's going to be about attaining faith. And one who has even a mustard seeds, seeds uh, amount, mustard seed amount of faith is going to enter Jannah. And the tiniest thing in the Jannah, in the paradise, is more valuable than the entire world because it's permanent. The world is not permanent. So this is a great, great benefit. It's, a, it's the knowledge of reality. What we by reading the Risale Inur. Again, this is important to emphasize. This is because it is exposing one to the truths of the Quran. The benefit, the ultimate source of knowledge is the Quran. Because the Risale Inur exposes one to reality, no matter how much you benefit from it, it is a great benefit, as Badr Zaman is reported to have said in the uh, you know small text that we read at the beginning. Okay, reality is tremendous, and this is not to be attained through shortcuts, unless God opens His gates of knowledge to a person as a special blessing. Therefore, the seeker who seeks to attain certainty in faith. The knowledge of reality as reality is and ultimately the knowledge of God needs to have patience. The seeker needs to have patience. The seeker is seeking something tremendous and that requires patience. This knowledge comes in stages. Each stage prepares a person to attain knowledge of the next the knowledge of these stages is packed in all the words and verses and even letters of the Quran, sometimes literally and sometimes through indications and openings. Likewise, the
The Risale in Nur exposes its readers to all stages of knowledge in all of its treatises. Each and every one of those treatises is written with the whole package in mind together. But that knowledge does not open up to each reader right away at first reading of each treatise. The more one reads, the more one becomes prepared to recognize higher levels of knowledge. Sometimes, the key to a treasure of knowledge in one of the treatises is hidden in another treatise. One needs to read that other treatise, take the key from there, and come back to the first one in order to attain its treasures, the first one's treasures. So the key is another treatise. You need to go there, take the key, and come back to this treatise in order to open the treasure chest. Sometimes this is a matter of spiritual preparedness. The light of knowledge opens up to the reader in stages. At other times, it is a matter of terminology. As all sciences have their specific terms and concepts, so does the science of reality, and one needs to learn and internalize that terminology. The Risale Inur teaches these terms and concepts with a subtle pedagogical method using parables and metaphors to help the reader acquire them gradually rather than throwing them at the reader to memorize. Thus, one may read a treatise and benefit from it to a certain level but without even recognizing a deeper level of meaning that is hidden therein due to being ignorant about a certain concept. Then one reads another treatise, learns about that missing concept, and comes back to the previous treatise, now ready to understand more. Therefore, one does not read the Risale Nur just once, but makes a habit of reading it continually with the intention to increase in knowledge and certainty, and there is no end to this increase. Okay. Next guideline, again, patience and perseverance too. The Risale Nur addresses the heart, the conscience, and the compulsive soul, nafs, through the intellect and imagination. So we have five things here. The Risale Nur addresses the heart, the conscience, which done, and the compulsive soul, nafs, through the intellect, aql, and imagination, hayal. As one reads it, the heart and the conscience accept and attach to the truth and beauty that emerges from being exposed to reality and especially the manifestation of God's beautiful names in it. The composite soul, however, may feel constricted at the beginning as this exposure guides one to servitude, servanthood to God. The compulsive soul that has not been disciplined yet resists servitude and wants to be free by its nature. So the compulsive soul, the soul, the untrained, undisciplined soul resists servitude. And there's great wisdom in this that we are not going to go into the details of now. But there is great wisdom in the fact that the compulsive soul resists servitude at the beginning and wants to be free by its nature. And the Risale Inur, as we 
mentioned exposes one to reality and the, the more one is exposed to reality the more one learns about God and the more one learns about God the more one increases in servitude and is led to servitude so there's a contradiction here the compulsive soul will not like that Satan takes advantage of the compulsive soul's resistance and tries to pull the reader away from engaging the truths of faith contained in the Risalino if the reader uses his intellect and persists, the Risale-Enur persuades and disciplines the compulsive soul too. If God grants success, the soul even increases in rank to a higher level where it enjoys being exposed to reality and the beautiful names of God as manifest therein. Therefore, the persistent readers of the Risale-Enur actually find sweetness in reading it. But the secret here is persistence. If you persist, you succeed. If you don't persist, you give up and there is no way to success in that. Next guideline. Being open-minded. We already touched upon this a little bit, but it requires its own section. This also relates to the comprehensiveness of the Quranic vision of reality as reflected in the Risale Inur. This also relates to the comprehensiveness of the Quranic vision of reality as reflected in the risale Nur. Because the Quran is the word of God, the all-knowing creator. God is the all-knowing creator of everything. It's the Quran's vision of reality is complete. It comes from the one who sees everything, who knows everything, who hears everything, whose knowledge is infinite and all comprehensive, all encompassing. All other sciences and worldviews, on the other hand, observe reality from some limited point of view. It is the nature of the times that we live in that we are all exposed to many of those sciences and worldviews at some level. If we forget the limited nature of the viewpoint of each of those sciences, each of the sources of information that we are exposed to, if we forget the limited nature of their viewpoints and worldviews in and, and their worldviews in comprehending the complete reality. And as a result, if we attribute unqualified authority to them, to all these sciences and sources of knowledge or information, then we may end up being misled in many ways. The sciences that we study, the sources of information that we rely on, it may be a news channel, it may be a book that you picked up from the bookstore, right? they are all limited in their points of view and worldviews. Point of view is, a, is by nature. It has to look at things from a particular point of view, but then there are also worldviews that these uh, pieces of information are constructed in and then those world those worldviews also limit what they offer god sees all knows all he is not limited with points of view and his view of the reality view of the world is all is all compassing all encompassing Therefore, 
we should be careful about not bringing the possibly misguided or deficient notions of reality that we have learned from other sources to our in, to our engagement with the Quran and its truthful interpretations, including or such as the Risale Inur. We should come to the Risale Inur with an open mind by suspending our preconceived cultural, political, or personal agendas and judgments as much as possible. This does not mean that one should avoid reading other books or, or learning from other sources altogether. Or that's not possible even if we wanted to. But we don't need to. However, one should not attempt to understand the Risale Nur through the lens of other sources. We should engage the Risale Nur on its own terms, read it with understanding at least a few times, and develop a good sense of its comprehensive system of knowledge. Only then would it be fine to go to other sources and benefit from them to expand on the knowledge that one acquires from the Risale Nur. If one comes to the Risale Nur with an open mind, engages it properly and learns from it and imbibes the knowledge and insight that it has to offer first, then going to other sources and building on what one has already learned from the Risale Nur will expand one's understanding of the Risale Nur too. There was a case in which uh, Ustad Nursi gave one of his treatises, the treatise on Qadar, to uh, one of his students, a peasant, the treatise on divine destination, Qadar. The student read the treatise and did not understand it, some parts of it, not all of it, but some parts of it are really uh, intricate uh, and, and you know, when something like this happens, it doesn't happen all the time. It happens rarely in the Risale Nur. But Bedir Zaman Ustad Nursi says there that this particular part section is for uh, you know people of knowledge. And the student, uh, this peasant student of Ustad Ustad Nursi, does not fully comprehend the meaning in the treatise, and he goes to Bedir Zaman. Ustad Nursi and says, I did not understand this. And Ustad Nursi says, you cannot understand it. But there is this scholar, such and such scholar in the city. Actually, uh, this is probably when Bedu Zaman Said Nursi, Ustad Nursi was in uh, Sparta. And the, the scholar that he mentions, who will understand it, is in Konya. He tells this peasant, it's an old man, by the way, to go to Konya, which is a you know close by city, to go to Konya and give the treaties to that such and such scholar. And he says he will understand it. And the the light that these people imbibed from Ustad Nursi was such that anybody who entered his orbit. Uh, you know, with the with the right intentions, uh, would follow him. 
when he said something they would you know take that as a command to be followed he did not you know order people around but you know people around him seeing the knowledge and light that he had wanted to follow him <clears throat> so the student gets on his donkey and takes this long trip it must have been a couple of days at least from sparta to konya and finds this scholar the thing is it's in the winter and this you know, there is a, a, a snowstorm he knocks on the door and the you know scholar opens the door like late in the day maybe night he opens the door and this you know, peasant student says my teacher back where, where he's coming from is better zaman said norsi he told me to give this treatise to you he said that you will understand it and the scholar who opens the door is like kind of dumbfounded like what's going on with the who is this person an old you know, peasant looking man he says okay takes the treatise invites the you know peasant inside he says no i need to go back closes the door and then it dawns on him and he opens the door again and you know calls the man and says look i did not read this treatise yet i don't i do not know who your teacher is yet but i'm sure that he is a great great um, scholar great great person and because everybody who has gone through the um, duties of learning can learn something and then you know, convey it to other people but not everybody can train a person the way he has trained you disciplined you taught you such that this person is get on his donkey in such weather at the age that you are in travel all the way from where you're coming from to here just to give a small book to me pass my salams to your teacher you have a great teacher so what this means is that if you have extra knowledge if you're a scholar you are going to be in a position to understand the study no better than an um, uninitiated peasant and and then if you understand what is in the Risale Nur and then acquire further knowledge if you read Ihya, if you read the Mathnavi, if you read Hadith, if you study other sciences, this will only benefit your understanding of the Risale Nur too. However, one should not attempt to understand the Risale Nur through the lens of other sources. It is offering its own lens, which is inspired from the Quran. It is offering its own Quranic lens. You need to try to understand it with that lens, understand it, and then build on it, expand on it. We should engage the Risale Nur on its own terms. Read it with understanding at least a few times. And this is a measure that Bedu Zaman gave to us. You need to read it with understanding at least three times before you can say that you have exposed yourselves to the yourself to the Risale Inur as you should be exposing yourself to it in order to benefit from it. Read, read it with understanding at least a few times and develop a good sense of its comprehensive system of knowledge. First do this. Only then 
would it be fine to go to other sources and benefit from them to expand on the knowledge that one acquires from the reciting however even then one needs to follow proper etiquette and not attempt to judge the merits of the reciting with the standards of other sources and this includes other works of islamic scholarship perhaps one who attains Ustad Nursi's level of knowledge and realization could pass such a judgment. But otherwise, one should keep his own shortcomings in mind and fear arrogance. Maybe you did not understand that other source, that other source of Islamic knowledge well enough to use it as a measure, as a standard to judge the Risaleinur. Right? Fear arrogance. This applies to the works of all well-known scholars of Islam whose merits are endorsed by the judgment of time and the good opinions of believers. This is not only about the Risale, no, this is a general guideline, right? For all well-known scholars of Islam whose merits are endorsed by the judgments of time and the good opinions of believers. If you are engaging the works of such a scholar have modesty be humble fear arrogance don't try to judge you are not in the position to judge it try to learn from it okay last guideline group reading in addition to a continual individual reading Ustad Nursi taught his students to read the Risale Nur in groups. In a group reading, those who understand the matter better can help others understand it too. Or sometimes someone misunderstands the matter and others correct this. An important added benefit of reading in groups is that inspired meanings tend to come to such groups in accordance with the need of the most needy in the group and everybody benefits from the higher level of understanding that results from this inspiration and this has been the practice of the students of the Risaleinur they are going to have a weird of a uh, you know regular practice of meeting and reading the Risale Inur together, even if it is two people, two persons. They are going to meet and read the Risale Inur together, if possible, once a week, if possible, more than once a week. But what matters most is that it needs to be regular and everybody needs to come with a pure heart, with good, pure intentions. If the uh, characters also match, even better they will have a better camaraderie they are going to encourage each other to read more to understand more they are going to benefit more together but since the subject of the episode is how to read how to read the Risale Inur we can perhaps conclude with this that one should have a continual regular practice of reading on one's own and then in addition to this one should try to develop the practice of reading in groups again continually and regularly 
Now, there are some considerations that one should keep in mind in reading the recital in order in translation and especially in English. You know, the, the word could be different for Arabic, but based on the English language translations that we have, right, we need to have some extra uh, considerations in mind as we read the Risale Inur and try to understand it. They say that translation is necessary distortion. You may be keen on preserving the original language and meaning of the text as you translate it from one language to another, but there is no way there will have to be some level of distortion and there but but you know translation is necessary because not everybody knows the original language and this is a work that everybody can benefit should benefit from therefore translation is necessary but there is an inevitable distortion distortion that's happening in the process translation is necessary distortion at a basic level this is because no translation can transfer the linguistic nuances of a text from one language to another completely. Because the Turkish language in which Ustad Nursi wrote the Risale Inur contained many Arabic origin words, this distortion is less of a problem in the Arabic language translations of the Risale Inur. However, the English language lacks many of the religious terms that are usually of Quranic origin. In Turkish, those words are not rendered with uh, Turkish words. In most cases, not all, but most cases, the, the necessary term is going to be borrowed from Arabic and then internalized in Turkish. So the word for ikhlas, one of the you know, guidelines that we mentioned, the term for ikhlas in Turkish is ikhlas. Only there is a little small change in the sound since the Turkish language does not have the uh, you know phoneme kh, whereas the the word ikhlas uh, is you know in Arabic is written with a kh. so English is a very rich language but it, it does not have the precise hundred percent meaning of all the words that words that are used in the Risale Inur or in the Quran and that need to be rendered in English in translation. Ustad Nursi uses words with painstaking precision that takes their nuances into consideration. As we had mentioned in one of the earlier episodes, at one point he actually memorized a, a very large Arabic dictionary up to the letter Sin. He had a you know, photographic memory and he memorized this dictionary, this dictionary at some point he, he uh, wanted to write a different kind of dictionary uh, that uses the entries of meanings rather than words so he wanted to write a dictionary that indicates how many words uh, relate to each meaning and later on he heard that a group of uh, linguists in Egypt uh, probably related to, to the Azhar University of the time had actually written such a work and then he says okay this became redundant this that's this is not necessary anymore and he stops memorizing the dictionary at that point 
but he was somebody who memorized dictionary. Basically a thesaurus, right? I, I guess the idea was not known to him. Uh, at the time, he wanted to do this, and then he, he learned that it was already done. But he memorized the dictionary. He knows what each word that he uses means with its nuances, and he knows how it is different from other words. And he uses them with painstaking precision. Because it is impossible to find words that carry those same nuances in the English language, translators, translators have to make do with similar words. The loss in nuance resulting from this difficulty is sometimes aggravated due to inconsistencies in translating specific Turkish words with specific English ones. Furthermore, there is an additional consideration that we need to keep in mind when reading the works of the true inheritors of the prophetic light. God inspires meanings to the hearts of these inheritors, these inheritors as pure light. Pure light. This inspired pure light acquires form. I mean, pure light does not have form. This inspired light acquires form as it passes through the filters of the imagination and the intellect before being articulated in language. So try to imagine this. The meaning first comes to, in this case, Bediüzzaman Said Nusi's heart in, in as pure light. And then it acquires form as it goes through his imagination and as he articulates and the intellect and he, as he articulates it in language. Thus, the words of the true inheritors of the Messenger of God, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, carry traces of the light from the original divine inspiration that first comes to their hearts. So that light, right, it carries on. Maybe not in its entirety, uh, which we can understand from some of the statements of Ustad Nursi, such as in the case of the 14th uh, you know, lemma, the 14th flash that we are going to read after the first word. Inshallah, he says, this light came, I tried to capture it with metaphors, putting it like with, with metaphors. And there were something around like 30 lights that came and I was a, a, able to capture only six, seven of them. So maybe it's not preserved in its entirety, but something of it is preserved. The thing is, much of this light inevitably gets lost in translation because the translator may not have the same kind of understanding and purity of intention, ikhlas, as Badu Saman Said Nursi did. He had that purity of intention and ikhlas, and that's why he received that light. The translator, and this is not to disparage any translator, I have done translation work myself. But it's not the translator who is receiving these meanings in the form of pure light. So something is lost. In the process of translation, something is lost. Therefore, it is best to read each treasure of knowledge in its original language. 
This is the first principle we are going to have to admit. If, however, right, the necessity renders uh, rulings, necessity changes rulings, the principle is that you know we should read a treasure of knowledge in its original language. But if this is not possible, and it is not possible for many people, then if one does not know that original language, one can read in translation. And there will still be benefit in this because not everything is preserved, but not everything is lost either. Now, there are things that one can do in order to compensate for what is lost in translation. One can still come as close to the original as possible. What can we do? Well, it would be best to engage the original text as much as possible, perhaps even by reading or listening to it without understanding. Remember, there is light in it, and light is not always conveyed in form. It is around it, around the form. And even if one does not understand, there still is some light that is being carried on, that is being conveyed. Um, I remember at one point somebody had told me that uh, this is this was actually two sisters who were in America and they were in a park sitting at the bench and reading the Risale in Turkish out loud. Somebody who apparently happened to be sitting in a close by bench comes to them and says, I don't understand what you are reading, but I really enjoy it. I really feel like there is something in this that you are reading. Well, he feels that because there is something in it. So, one should engage the original language as much as possible, even without understanding. And in cases like this, if there is a, a uh, you know, reading in a reading session, if there is a lesson from Rasali Nur, a dars from Rasali Nur is going on, dars is lesson, right? Um, then it is best to read the Turkish original first and then read the translation the light travels from heart to heart even if the intellect does not comprehend the meanings articulated in the original language the heart receives its share moreover this effort may also improve the reader's vocabulary of islamic terms because the Risale you know, takes all those terms from the quran and these are in many cases shared terms shared across the Muslim world. In some cases, uh, you know, Persian words have replaced some of the Arabic origin words, uh, such as in, in Turkish, the word for the five daily prayers is namaz, not salah, as it is in Arabic. And, you know, Muslim populations whose language is influenced significantly from Persian are going to have this word namaz. As the word for the you know in prayer uh, but you know salah is the arabic word in other cases as in ikhlas or shukr or hamd you know, gratitude and uh, thanks and praise in many other cases the original arabic is going to be preserved in turkish therefore if one engages the turkish one's understanding of the terminology of uh, islam 
and the Quran is also going to improve. Moreover, this effort may also improve the reader's vocabulary of Islamic terms and bring his or her understanding of the matter closer to the original meaning over time. Also, continual reading helps in maximizing one's understanding of the matter in English translation too. That's true for Turkish, reading in Turkish, and that's true for reading in English. If a nuance is lost in translation, the context may substitute for that loss, and the more one reads about specific concepts in their specific contexts, the more one understands. So, maybe we can you know, summarize this. If you are reading in translation, all of the other guidelines that were valid for reading in original language in Turkish are valid for reading in English too. But then, if you are reading in English, one of the things that we can do in order to improve our understanding is to engage the Turkish too, to uh, have extra, maybe, respect because we are trying to expose ourselves to, to that light in order to be able to acquire that light as much as possible. And then, uh, you know, since this, this is one of the original guidelines too, but to be continual, to be persistent in our reading, not to expect to understand everything at the first reading, at the first listening to a podcast, but to keep reading and come back to it and come back to it and come back to it with increased preparedness. All right, a few words on, the, uh, on this podcast, the reflections on the Risale Inur by Bedou Zaman Said Nursi podcast, which can be accessed through various uh, podcast providers or through the website reflections-rn.org. The podcasts that are provided in this website, the episodes, the recordings that are provided in this website, again, reflections-rn.org, in this website, under audio reflections, so in the website you need to go to the section called audio reflections, take the above guidelines guidelines and concerns about reading the Risale Nur in translation into consideration. The reader, that's me, reads the original Turkish and the translation side by side and clarifies meanings that may be lost in translation. Inshallah, that is what we will be doing as we move on to the actual uh, purpose of these podcasts, which is going to be reading the Risale Nur and trying to understand it. The reader reads the original Turkish and the translation side by side and clarifies meanings that may be lost in translation. As one can do in group readings, the reader also provides additional clarifications and references on issues that may sound confusing to the listeners, especially if the listener's literacy of Islam is law. It is important to note that these clarifications express what the reader understands, that's me, what I understand, from the text owing to his proficiency in the Turkish language 
a long-time engagement with the Risale-i I know Turkish and I have been engaging the Risale-i I have been reading the Risale-i for a while now. However, I may still make mistakes. I am not infallible. I may make mistakes. Those mistakes belong to me and not to the Risale-i This is an effort undertaken with good intentions. If good comes from it, if good comes out of it, it is from God. Those who listen to the podcasts should also read the Risale-i or its translation on their own and use their discretion to eliminate potential mistakes that the reader that I may make. So inshallah, this is the condition for listening to these podcasts that the listeners should not hold me responsible for the potential mistakes that I, I may make unintentionally. They should use discretion. They should try to understand the Risale-i Nur themselves. They should read it themselves. Uh, just listening to this is not going to be sufficient. They should read it themselves. And if I make mistakes, they should try to eliminate the potential harm of those mistakes by using their discretion and judgment and making an effort to understand the issue themselves. The reader, I ask for forgiveness from God for, his, for my shortcomings and for sincere advice from the listeners of this, this podcast series on matters that, that I may have misunderstood or misrepresented. For correspondence, you may write to nurlesson at gmail.com That is N-U-R-L-E-S-S-O-N Nurlesson at gmail.com Inshallah, may there be benefit in this. Inshallah, if you have listened to the introduction, the introductory uh, episodes, you may now move on to listening to the you know, actual substance of this podcast series as the episodes become available. If you have not listened to the previous three or four uh, episodes, please do so. Please read, please, please read or listen to the introductory, introductory episodes first and then move on to the uh, other sections in the, in the website or in the podcast uh, series. This is important because as this episode was about, we provide very important guidelines. And one should know who one is learning from. You should know who Badu Zaman Sayyid Nursi is in order to be able to learn from him because the more you learn about him, the more respect you will have for him and the more respect you have for him, the more benefit you will have, you will get from his works, inshallah. May this be of use to everyone. May God forgive my shortcomings. Subhanaka. لا علم لنا إلا ما علمتنا إنك أنت العليم الحكيم وآخر دعوة من الحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة